Checkmate, don't be late. Take another pull. And while you're at it, pop on a little Aerosmith. You're listening to Backtracks. Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette. Joined, as always, by John Mariano. How's it going tonight, John? Oh, it's going flipping terrific, Corey. How are you? I'm a little nervous. Have you completely changed the format of the show again since I no, last talked to you? No, no, I haven't had that much time to think. Um, <laughs> uh, it'll at least be like another five episodes before we change the format again. Okay. So let's just recap for the folks in case uh, they didn't hear, or if they did hear last week, they were got heavily medicated afterwards. We got to change what the mixtape's going to be uh, to avoid it becoming yet another Aerosmith compilation album. And I know I got my numbers wrong last week. I think I said Aerosmith had 12 uh, studio albums. They've actually had 15, but they've had like 17 compilation albums. Uh, instead of going down that road, uh, side A of our mixtape is going to be all deeper cuts, which is something that was not released as a single. So we have a list of all the Aerosmith songs, including reissues, uh, songs that were released as singles uh, in the band's illustrious history. That's going to go on side A. Side B is now all live cuts. Uh, it could be the biggest hits live. It's just our favorite live tracks from one of the greatest live bands of all time. John, I know you've seen Aerosmith. I've seen them once. I've had ticks to see them numerous times. They've canceled every single time except once. I went down to the Minot State Fair and caught them there. And uh, they put on a, a tremendous show still, even in 2018, whatever year it was that I went to see them. And uh, so what does that do for the big hits, you're asking? Well, we're going to do an Aerosmith top 10. These are the uh, top 10 Aerosmith singles of all time. So looking at our current list here, uh, we currently have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight songs on the uh, A side of our mixtape, which is the uh, non-single side. Uh, we have two live cuts on the B side and the uh, top 10 list has eight songs on it right now. Did I get that right, John? How was that? That sounds just about right, Corey. Like, oh, right. I don't know. How, how many times have you practiced that? Uh, you know what? I haven't, actually. I just I grabbed myself a nice cold Coors Light here, and I just thought I would wing it. You know, sometimes that's all it takes is a beer and a dream. <laughs> a beer and a dream. There's a podcast name for you, folks. Uh, so, currently on the dice, and we kind of mixed it up a little bit. We have one live cut. That I added last week, Kings and Queens from Classics Live 1. We got two official singles, Pink uh, from Nine Lives and Sheila from Done With Mirrors. And we have uh, three uh, non-single songs or, or deep cuts. The Farm uh, from Nine Lives, Fever from Get a Grip, and Walking the Dog. What are the dog songs? Man, it's been a while since we talked about the dog songs, John. Walking the Dog, the last one on the die. What are you hoping we roll here tonight? I, I, look, I, I think it's time to get rid of, kill the dog songs. <laughs> we, we've moved on to this new era of backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. It'd be nice to get rid of the dog songs and, and kind of start fresh. I'm with you. I'm hoping we roll that one too. What do you say? Are you ready? No, I'm not. You know why? Oh, I was going to oh, I was gonna get there. I don't know why this always falls on me. You do it. I don't, I don't have to copy in front of me. <laughs> Just I, all I do is I bring up his app and it's all right there. It's a pop rock and radio. Ken Napsock's pop rock and radio. The big hits, album cuts, and B sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests. Sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the pop rock and radio community. And look out next week. John Mariano is going to do the sponsor copy. I will not because one of us has a velvety butter voice, and that's not me. Are you sure? It's, <laughs> I, I have very good friends of mine who will listen to this podcast who have complimented your voice and been like you're lucky he carries you i think it's the other way around but what do you say john 
Let's give this dice a roll and see what we come up with. All right, let me blow on those dice for you. Okay. And we're going to get walking the dog. Look at that at work, John. You are good luck here tonight, my friend. Tell us, uh, what are your thoughts on walking the dog? I think it, I, I actually think this might be my favorite of the dog tracks. Um, I think it's way cooler and has a very good shot at hanging around on that B-sides track for a while. And speaking of being there for a while, like they recorded Walking the Dog, uh, gosh, like, you know, that's from the first album. So, you know, from, from the, uh, uh, from right from Aerosmith, uh, right after Bobby, or sorry, right after Move It Out, uh, was Walking the Dog. They still do this song quite a bit uh, in concert. Uh, if we go over to our friends at setlist.fm, of course, they're not uh, 100% uh, accurate. But according to them, Walking the Dog has been played by Aerosmith 387 times throughout their career. Uh, most recently, I believe, was 2017. Looks like 2019. Uh, so they're still doing that song to this day. So, and I'm trying to think, John, uh, going back to that Aerosmith set list, uh, was Walking the Dog on here? It, it, it very well might, might have been, or at least it was probably one of the alternate tracks, possibly. Yeah, but actually, uh, I'm looking right here. Uh, it it it's set to alternate with same old song and dance. It's it really is a great track. It, you know, I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke up. It it's going to be a tough fight because there's only nine songs on, on the A side. That few that, that covers a lot of the B sides and 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 deep cuts, but it's a solid track, dude. It really is, and I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, last week, uh, we, we had a fun little track, but it was kind of a throwaway track. It was just a little two-minute thing, uh, the theme from Spider-Man. Uh, here we're going all the way back. This is a cover of a uh, Rufus Thomas song uh, from way back in 1963. So what do you say, John? Are you ready for Walk on the Dog? Oh, I'm ready. Here we go. thing i remember from the live versions is that lyric becomes mary mac dressed in black silver buttons up and down her crack yes i i will i will say that this is the original steven tyler voice before he changes it on the follow-up album uh, and this is one of the songs i think it really works well for i i agree and the reason i'm, I'm kind of reading uh why he did the the kermit the frog voice was he wanted to sound more like a blues singer uh, and this is, of course, a blue song. So it, it definitely fits here, I think, better than it did on, say, Dream On.
All right, at the expense of just sitting here and grooving for the entire length of the song, uh, John, do you have anything you want to talk about here? I mean, I mean, look, look this to me is Aerosmith. It's it's very similar for me as as Mother Popcorn, right? Like it's a cover, but it's such a well done cover that Steven's voice fits so well. The band is doing such an incredible job jamming out that it's very easy to get lost in this song and in this track. Um, I think the fact that we haven't said much and we got caught up listening to it speaks volumes on how we feel about this track. Yeah, it is uh, easily one of my favorite cuts from the first album. And uh, my favorite piece of trivia about Walking the Dog is on the uh, original cover, it was uh, misprinted as Walking the Dig. Uh, and it wasn't corrected until the second pressing. So if you're at a vinyl shop and you see uh, the Aerosmith debut album kicking around, you know, just check the back and see if it's the original pressing with Walking the Dig or if it's the second pressing that had uh, the error corrected. Uh, no, no, those errors, those errors are worth some money. So if you if you find it, it's worth, worth some bucks probably. Oh, absolutely. What could sound a little repetitive right here with with, with, with this interlude that they're doing, um, it has such a kick to it, right? Um, it's almost hypnotizing. I, I love the just kind of the back and forth between Brad and Joe uh, guitar-wise on this. That sounds really cool. I know a lot of people, when they describe the sound of this album, it's raw. Uh, you know, it's kind of Aerosmith unfiltered. You know, we, we talked about how electronic-sounding theme from Spider-Man was. This is the exact opposite. This is five guys, you know, at that house in Commonwealth, just banging out a cover of a classical blues song. Yeah, and and it is there's a dance going on with the band. It feels like 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 all five members feel like they're just in rhythm with each other in such a great way um, that I don't necessarily think I felt during the Spider-Man track. Walking the Dog from 1973's debut album. Not a single, 
So, John, if this is going on a list, it's going on side A of our mixtape. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that we didn't put Spider-Man on last week and we set a new precedent. And now we're going to set another new precedent because we're going to complete side A once again. And this time we're going to put Walking the Dog there. It belongs there. Um, I think it belongs there. And it's probably higher than a couple of songs on there already. And it's going to get interesting soon. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Walking the Dog, absolutely. A classic uh, old cut uh, from Aerosmith. This is Aerosmith raw and kicking. Uh, the Kermit the Frog voice worked great. Uh, I thought there's really nothing to not like about this. And we we, we didn't say much. We didn't break down much. Um, there were a couple of times Corey looked over at me. We, we do this on video. And he caught me bobbing my head um, and realized that we weren't saying much. And he cut in for us um normally i'll hold my hand up Corey will hold his hand up and we'll we'll have something to offer and say and this was very much to tap your toes and enjoy 100 percent. so that completes side a like you say john and i believe uh that was your cut uh walking yeah, the dog i believe i was i was doing all the dogs yeah so i guess it's on me to replace it it is can you bring back up the list because you had taken it away and i just want to make sure i'm not doing anything repetitive i have a couple of ideas here on ways to go okay and i'm just trying to see what we've covered and i don't see um this track there so i think what we're gonna do we've done a couple of shorter songs right Lately, yep. and I'd like to do a longer track at some point. I can't say we're going to do it next week because I don't know how the dice are going to work. Um, but I'm thinking I'm going to take us back to Chicago, Illinois on March 23rd, 1978. And they did a track that they played for seven minutes and 18 seconds. And the writer of the song was Steven Tyler. And the song was Lord of the Thighs All off right. of live off of live bootleg. Interesting, because we did Lord of the Thighs on our very first show, but it was the yeah. studio cut. Yeah. So this is the live bootleg version of Lord of the Thighs. All right. So that's going to join Kings and Queens as our two live tracks currently on the die. We also have the single Sheila and Pink and the deeper cuts, The Farm and Fever. So that's a pretty bounced die right there. We got two of each. Yeah, and, and, and it gives us a chance to give Lord of the Thighs, I feel like, some some overdue justice because it was it was our first episode. Um, because of the way the mixtape shook out, it's no longer a part of it. And we can maybe give it some new life now. Yes, and that's another one where I think a much better live version than studio, even though there's nothing wrong with studio version. Uh, the live version, I think, has a much better chance of making the mixtape. So... Yeah, let's let's write some wrongs. Last week, you you um, or was it last week or this week? I think it was last week. But you you, you brought you you brought back uh, Mother Popcorn. That's right. Um, you brought it back to life, and I would like to try to bring Lord of the Thighs back to life. Um, but not the same track, just a live track. There you go. I'm looking forward to it. So, John, anything else before we wrap it up this week? Um. Look, you you know where to find me. You find me here, there, everywhere. Um, talk, talking all things Aerosmith on 
Aerosmith revisited the back, for the Backtracks family. You'll find me on the Backtracks family, talk about movies and music on theme music. You can find me at John Mariano NY, or as Corey likes to say, John Marioni on tr- Twitter. Um, and uh, you can find me annoying Corey Morissette whenever he asks me to. And I'm going to ask you repeatedly, whether it be on the Van Halen show and the podcast will rock or when we're playing Dungeons and Dipshits on Sunday nights with our uh, Feeding the Monster podcast crew. That's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'll be annoying you every chance you give me, my friend. And uh, you can find me uh, talking with John on the aforementioned Backtracks theme music and uh, Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. And uh, geez, you've been threatening maybe a third Backtracks. Uh, I don't know if you want to tease anything here tonight, but uh, there, there have been rumblings. I've heard rumors. Oh, I don't know if we're ready for that yet. We got to fill out these mixtapes, but possibly, you know, we'll be shaking more up somewhere else at some point somewhere. There you go. Stay tuned. And uh, until then, on behalf of John Mariano, my name is Corey Marcia. Thank you very much for checking us out tonight. And as always, we will give the last word to Stephen Tyler.